Hi there and welcome to the ninth row in the Get Fit by Rowing series. Now I'm running the gauntlet today, I'm outside on the water rower. There's a guy mowing the lawn over there, there's someone else building something over there, so who knows what the sound's going to be like. And that's not even taking into account the fact this microphone is still a bit weird. But anyway, so today it's going to be a zone 2 low intensity row, okay? This is one where your heart rate is not to go over 70% of your maximum. I'd rather you try to keep it within 65% of maximum and just hold it there, please, if you can. What we're going to do is two 15 minute intervals with 30 seconds in between. You don't need that 30 seconds, it's just there for you to have a quick drink and just for your heart rate to just settle down slightly in case you're having any proper cardiac drift through the road. But you can just put in half an hour or 30 minutes and 30 seconds and roll the entire thing as a one hour. It's entirely up to you, okay? Uh, now, uh, we need to get into a four minute warm up first as always, which means setting up the machine. Now on a water rower, that means really just connecting an app or whatever and making sure that your foot stretcher heights are where you want them to be and that your monitor is at the right height. Um, hopefully eye height. Um, if you're on a Concept 2, then that uh, means going to your drag factor and setting that where, to where you want it to be. If you don't know anything about drag factor, just set your lever between 4 and 5, and then come back and watch the video I have on this channel, which tells you lots of info about drag factor, okay? There's a video I need to remake, to be honest. So, we're going to do this at uh, just a nice low-intensity warm-up, so I want to start around about 20 strokes a minute, and just enough of a force as though you were standing up from a squat. Do that for the first minute, then we'll increase intensity a little bit, then we'll do a little bit of drills, and then we're ready to go into our main session after I explain it again. <sighs> right, long intro today, sorry. So, here we go, we're going to get into this warm-up in three, two, one, go. Right, I may be slightly distracted today, because one of my cats is having a walkabout in the back garden. <laughs> Not had these cats for that long, only a few months. This is the first time we've let either of them outside. So I'm a little bit worried that she's gonna get wanderlust and try and break free. So far she seems to be interested more in chasing flies and, and bees, so. Anyway, right. Keep the intensity for the warm-up for the time being, nice and low. It's a way to think about pushing with the legs, have that forwards tilt over your hips, arms straight as you push those feet into the machine. Get that power in from your legs first, then add in your backswing, and then finally pull in with your arms. Oh, don't have my seat pad on this on the machine today and I can really feel the difference. Anyway, now that we're a minute and a bit in, increase intensity a little bit by pushing a little harder with the legs. That, if you have the forwards tilt and arm straight, should increase the kind of brace against the handle that puts the power into the machine. So it's not like you're pulling any harder, just that the force from your legs feels stronger as it travels through your body and into your arms and into the machine. Okay, so in three strokes time, we'll take one foot out of the straps and put it on the ground. One more. Okay, continue rowing. Take one thing. The heel cups on this don't make shoeless rowing quite as comfortable. So I may have to put my shoes back on for the main session today. So keep pushing 
with the leg that's still strapped in. One more here and swap. But it is easier to swap feet when I'm rolling in socks. Don't know why this is different. Is it because it's a straight line at the heel cup rather than the concept two is a bit more curved? I know I keep on comparing the two, but it's understandable. <laughs> Just saw a face looking for the cat, but right, legs straight, uh, and then roll with your back and arms. Sorry, I got distracted there. <laughs> it's always the downside with me rolling outside. I get distracted by shiny things and bright lights. So all you're doing is swinging over your hips to pick up the initial strain of the handle and then pull in afterwards and then out with the hands and rock forwards again one more here now let's roll into the front straight arms forward tilt and just push with the legs keep that forward tilt and straight arms and then push get that power from your legs you're not using your back or your arms and then get that timing right so that you're pushing with your feet at the same time your hands connect to the machine one more here Ooh. there we go so that's the warm-up done have a quick drink move up and down the rail and i'll quickly describe what it is we're doing again today okay then i'll make this really quick because i don't want your heart rate to get too low before we start our main session which is two 15 minute intervals with 30 seconds in between at a low intensity at zone two heart rate if you're doing 2k training then this is round about 2k plus 18 to 20 uh, but i'll talk a little bit about that during today's row okay because it's a little bit to talk to about all that stuff just to remind you of a couple of things right but that's it low intensity heart rate between 60 and 70 percent of your max um should you should basically be able to speak the whole way through um so if you like five out of ten intensity maybe if you want to give it a number um and like i said before similar to if you were walking up a constant flight of stairs where you know you start to get out of breath and your heart rate goes up but you don't have to kind of have a lie down halfway through okay unless i suppose if it's the empire state building maybe but right sunglasses on for this one you ready for this i'm gonna get going in three two one let's go so it definitely sounds like neighbor across the way has a nail gun. So apologies if you can just hear a pew, pew every now and then. But like I said before, it's the kind of what you get for rowing outside. <laughs> People. <laughs> so 20 strokes a minute is just one stroke every three seconds. Okay, so you should be able to fall into that from a rhythm point of view quite easily just by looking at your timer just count down in threes and then from that ratio point of view you really want a powerful drive which lasts one second and then a nice relaxed recovery which takes two seconds and it's almost like you spend the first second of that recovery to get your body in the right angles and then the next second is when you roll forwards to the front of the machine might not be quite as even as that but 
if you can think about it as drive angles recover it may help you because you really want to be in the right position before you start that roll towards the front of the machine and that way you're not worrying about collapsing your upper or lower back by over leaning or anything Oh, hang on, sun's gone in. Take sunglasses off. <laughs> so, now that we're into, well, if you're doing these four sessions a week, like I'm suggesting, this is the third week of this series. Hang on, my watch is saying, are you rowing? Yes, I am. And so, I just want to remind you of the point of these low intensity rows and how you're supposed to be doing them. I know, I know, I know. A broken record, I'm going over stuff I've said before, but like my, the commissioner on the program I'm editing right now, who keeps on saying, Restate, don't repeat. So that's what I'm doing, restating. And what I want to restate is the absolute importance that this is a low intensity workout, okay? If you are doing this series, as I'm suggesting, based on heart rate zones, then this row today must remain zone two. Might take you a couple of minutes to get to zone two. Hopefully not. Hopefully it's only five minutes or so at max. If I was there within a couple of minutes. Hang on, is it raining? <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> uh, but the row itself, once you get there, you want to keep your heart rate between 60 and 70% of maximum. Now you can be below 60 and still get the foundation fitness benefits from this row. Okay, so you can be 50% if you want and you'll still build your mitochondria, your blood system, and it will help your endurance fitness. But the benefits of being at that 60 to 70% zone is that you also get slightly more strength benefits on top of it without reducing your endurance benefits. So that means your legs will get stronger. Your arms, your shoulders, your core, your back will all get stronger because you're exerting a little bit more force during the row. Because after all, 
50% max. You're hardly moving the machine <laughs> to get there. So, you want to be between 60 and 70%, but 70% is not a target. It's kind of like a speed limit. Just because it says 50, doesn't mean you have to do 50 regardless, okay? Obviously, it makes sense to do 50 where it's safe and stuff, but what you don't want to do, uh, continuous analogy, is accidentally speed up to 55 as you go downhill or something, and then get caught in a speed trap. And that's kind of a trap you can fall into when it comes to low intensity rowing, is if you let your ego take over. Because after all, I mean, rowing at, what am I at? 203 pace. It's not very exciting. Nobody's gonna be making a movie about me doing a zone two row. To be fair, what's that? <laughs> no one's going to be making a movie about me rowing anyway, but... So it's not exciting. And I know you might be thinking, oh, I want to go faster in order to make this exciting. Which is absolutely fine, unless you're doing a plan that's geared to improve your fitness based on heart rate zones. In which case, it's not absolutely fine. Okay, you're completely undoing the effects if you go past that 70% of max heart rate. Uh, and what I want you to think about is Remember I just mentioned mitochondria. So they are the engines in your blood, okay? So they're like the power factories. They're what gives your blood and therefore your muscles the power. I'm paraphrasing slightly here, but... <laughs> but what I want you to think about is that each mitochondria in your blood it's like a boat in the sea. And what you want to do is get as many people into that boat as possible. And that's the cells that carry oxygen and power and stuff. Okay, so the more mitochondria, the more cells you have, the fitter you'll be. Sounds simple, doesn't it? But you can only fill up your boats or launch more boats in calm seas. And in this case, calm seas are zone two heart rate, okay? The moment you go past zone two, well, not maybe not the moment, but you get what I mean here. When you go too far past zone two 
heart rate. You're creating choppy waters and you're no longer able to increase the size of your boats or how many people can fit in them. You're just starting to work on the efficiency of those boats themselves, okay? And how you're using them, which is still just as important. That's what zone three, four, and five are about. But that's not what this workout is about. This workout is about launching more boats and fitting more people in it, each one of them. And that's what I want you to do because the next row, tomorrow's row, if you're doing it tomorrow, is back to a max intensity. And that's where you're working on how fast you can go with your boats. If, if I can continue my analogy this far. You're working on VO2 max, okay? How your body, or how well your body uses oxygen during exercise. But today's row is about assembling your fleet. Getting your mitochondria filled up with all the little power cells to be able to fuel your workouts. I hope that made sense. Uh, and so the next thing, just to say, I'll talk about something different in the next interval, but just for the end of this one, I just want to clear up in case you're late to the party and you're starting on this row, that although if you're rowing with a 2K training pace, you'll often see for this 20 strokes a minute row that I in the past and other people will suggest you row at 18 seconds slower than your current 2K 500 meter average. So if you do a 2K in eight minutes 20, your 500 meter average is 205. 18 seconds slower means you'd be rowing this at 223, okay? But 2K training pace plans tell you to hold that pace regardless, okay? So even if it starts to feel like eight, nine out of 10, by the end of the workout, you hold that pace. But you'll find your heart rate doing that has ballooned way out of zone two because that intensity's up. And that's the difference for heart rate training is if you're trying to keep in zone two and you see your heart rate start to climb, you back off the intensity to let your heart rate drop down back into that mitochondria building, boat filling zone again. And that's what 
a lot of people confuse is you say to them zone 2 or 2k plus 18 and they think it means the same thing it does for the start say the first 10 minutes or even 15 you never know of a row like this you're likely still to be in zone 2 at 2k plus 18 but eventually heart rate will drift and your 2k training diverges okay it leaves the heart rate training so I really want to make that clear that just because I say in the intro to do like 2k plus 18 to 20 if you're on a 2k training pace that's not the same the whole way for heart rate training and eventually over time what you'll find with the heart rate training is that maybe if you started at 21 seconds slower than your 2k average maybe that's all it takes to stay in zone 2 the whole time and so you'll learn about your own body your own paces to stay at heart rates and eventually what will happen is you'll get fitter and you'll be able to go faster but still within zone 2 that's how you know you're getting fitter one more stroke we'll stop for a quick drink Ooh, there we go not the most exciting things to be talking about in the first interval I'll admit, have a drink oh, but needed to be said because oh, I've been getting quite a lot of questions on the videos about this always oh, one more thing to say, hang on three, two, one, go the last thing to say, sorry I should have squeezed this into the last interval is what to do about getting up to that 60% heart rate I mean now that we started the second interval I kind of think maybe by now you're already between 60 and 70% but when you start the workout as a whole it may take a couple of minutes in fact I did talk about this didn't I? did I? I can't remember <laughs> it may take a couple of minutes to drift up you can if you want you can start off with a much faster kind of first minute maybe do that at 2k plus 10 to get up to 60% nice and quick as long as you back right off and then let your body naturally settle into that 60 to 70% of max okay so hopefully hopefully I've made it clear the importance remember though I mean there's so many things that can affect your heart rate how much coffee you've had before a workout how hydrated you are that's one of the reasons that I'm putting I'm usually putting these little rests in for these low intensity rows because you'll see these mostly at half an hour 20 strokes a minute with no pause but I'm giving the option of a rest to have a drink 
and to let your heart rate settle down a bit. Because really, hydration can be just as big a cause of a upwards heart rate drift as uh, exertion. Sorry, somebody at the back door again. I'm being very selfish. I've basically got the camera right next to the back door pointing at the machine so it means Julie and Holly if they want to come out they have to kind of work around me it's bank holiday day today so I thought they would have been away they went ice skating today I thought it would have been away for longer and I could have squeezed in a row in the garden before they got back but as ever, even setting up here in the garden takes so long. Oh, Lulu's coming out again. Hi, Lulu. Cat, not daughter. And you might be saying, why aren't I away ice skating with them? Because I'm rubbish at ice skating. Hey, Lulu. No? Uh, yeah. I went, oh, I think maybe 2008, nine. Julie and I went to New York for Christmas. A week in New York, which is lovely. Um, I mean, if you haven't done Christmas in New York, I really recommend it, it's quite magical. But they had, uh, the ice rink at Bryant Square and Julie and I thought it'd be nice to go for a little zip around the, the ice rink. I'd never been ice skating before. I had no idea what to do and basically poor Julie, who can ice skate, was going around in nice circles with me hanging onto the back of her, being towed round like a five-year-old. Funny that I had like the little penguins that you could hold on to for stability. She could have gone round and round and I could just been, had my little penguin to hold on to as I went round. Still though, ice skating in New York at Christmas, even if you're useless, is something to check off the bucket list. Where's she gone? Oh. Hopefully that was relatively seamless. Sorry about that. Had to spend 30 seconds chasing the cat from <laughs> down the side of the house. Oh dear. Uh, yeah. I mean, years later. I mean, I'm still not being ice skating. Don't worry, I'm not going <laughs> to. I learned my lesson. But years later, I decided I wanted rollerblades, like inline skates. Um, that's what 2018 I got them and that was my plan to learn how to skate oh sorry I've got her now from down the side of the house uh, yeah and that was my plan learn how to roll a blade and that was going to be like I'd be zipping through streets around the neighborhood everyone would be like oh, who's that it's John on his rollerblades so, 
did I say 2017? Got them, 18. Had them for at least five years. Still don't know how to roll the blade. <laughs> Not that it's a waste of money. I am trying, but I think when you're a kid, it's easier to learn these things because there's less distance for you to fall. <laughs> Don't know if she's in shot or not, but that's the cat. If you can see her, Lulu. <laughs> Fascinated by the water wheel. Uh, yeah, when you're, <laughs> when you're six, five, and you've got a lot less distance to fall over when you're learning how to roll a skate or roll a blade it's easier when you're in your 40s and you're taller and there's more to break <laughs> it's a little scarier to learn how to do it but I'll get there that's the thing it's what I've said about changing technique just because I can't do it doesn't mean I'll never be able to do it. It's just something completely unfamiliar to me. So that's why it's called learning and not doing. Same as fishing, it's called fishing, not catching. I think I've used that reference before. Uh, well, I always do that. I mean, even rowing was something that kind of fell into my lap, if you want to call it that. I'd done it for years as a squash player, as fitness tra training. No idea what my technique would have been like at that point, but uh, in 2013, when I bought my own Concept 2, and people started to tell me that because of my fitness I had as a cyclist and stuff, I was showing prowess for, from a fitness point of view of rowing, but my technique wasn't great, but it then became something to learn how to do, how to improve my technique. I'm, listen, I'm saying improve because I'm still not saying I've got a great technique, but uh, I then started to watch as many videos as I can or could watch other people, listen to people, start to read more about training protocols, about not just doing 30 minute time trials every night on Ropro. And fortunately, probably because I had the base fitness and it was just about translating fitness onto the machine. I showed some aptitude towards it, but there's loads of other things. Tried learning how to play the keyboard and whether it was just that I'm rubbish <laughs> when it comes to things like that or time, I don't know, but quickly gave up on that. I had a Simply Piano subscription for a year. I think I used it 10 times, but I think eventually I have to realize that between the day job, family, 
and making these videos for you. There's only so many hours in the day and also drumming as well. Now that I'm back playing the drums again and I'm playing in a band, drumming something I have to stick to. So I think work, family, rowing, drums, has packed my schedule out. So there's no real room to dedicate proper time to anything else. Can't see what kind of plane that is. But, uh, but the drumming thing is at least, it's interesting. Having played, played the drums from, I don't know, I think I was 10 when I started maybe. Stopped playing when I was 21. Sold my drums so I could go on holiday with Julie to Crete. Trust me, at that point, I had a lot more fun on holiday than I was drumming, because my life had moved on. I was kind of more of a dance music guy by then, DJing and going to clubs. So playing the drums to Van Halen and whatever, felt like a completely different life that I'd left behind at that point. So sold my drums. But then 25 years later, I got a call from the band that I was in, in my teens, saying they were getting back together for a one night show that I want to pick up my sticks and start playing again. And so I did, got myself a drum kit again, started playing. You know what? I mean, there's more to that story, but well, I'll finish off the story. So that was then, that was 2019. We got back together. Just to kind of, imagine a band, imagine ACDC, if they weren't good enough to get signed, <laughs> but they still had a hell of a good fun time playing music in bars and things. That's kind of what that band was like. So we got together a few times, practiced, all to play a gig in 2020, which, if you'll cast your mind back, do you remember lockdown and how nobody could leave the house? Well, that put, that cancelled that, basically. Uh, and then, as things eased up, and we started to kind of think about getting back together for this gig, uh, another band got in touch, said they were looking for a drummer. And I thought, you know what, why not? I was really enjoying playing the drums again, and basically, this is what I was going to skip to, but I didn't. Coming back to something I had spent 12 years learning how to do, and there was still in my body, tucked away in the recesses of my memory banks for how to do things, was playing the drums. And so to access those skills again, and realized that they weren't 12 wasted years. They were just dormant. It's kind of, that's nice. So I've got to a point of being okay at something then go back to it and go back to being okay at it again. <laughs> that said, the 
new band I'm in. We're about to release a single, so it's not that bad. Once it's out, I'll put it in the description to this video. It's another couple of weeks from my initial upload of this video, so I think it's May 18th, 2023. So if you're past then, you'll see the link. It's okay music. Certainly not ACDC. <laughs> but yeah, it's just nice. It's nice to be able to use a skill that you've learnt. Even in the same way that I might not be setting the metal tables alight anytime soon with my rowing, but being able to use my rowing while I continue to recover from injuries to make these videos for you and hopefully help you on your fitness journey is just as rewarding. Look at that, 15 minutes almost up as I've whittled away, <laughs> whittled away. So a few more strokes, two, one more, one, there we go. Oh no, there were a couple of interruptions from escapee cats in there, but hopefully I've managed to, I rode on a little bit longer, hopefully I've managed to cut them out, we'll find out. But if you suddenly see the clouds changed mid-row, <laughs> you'll go, ah, oh, that'll be why. Right, so I'm just going to quickly uh, start. Okay, two minute cool down, because you shouldn't need, have a quick drink. You shouldn't need a whole load of time to recover after that half hour. So you should be able to get into a two minute cool down. If you're ready, if you had a drink, just wiggle your backside. Let's go in three, two, one, go. The funny thing is, you know what? See when I'm just, the second half of that row, even though I was rowing at the same pace as the first half, because I was just telling you stories of ice skating and drumming and, and all that kind of stuff. Weirdly, my heart rate was a lot, it was like more natural to be in the zone. It's like when I talk about technique and the importance of staying between 60 and 70%, it's almost like that adds tension, stress to what I'm doing, which artificially adds a few beats to my heart rate. Not that I'd particularly be telling you tales like that in the middle of tomorrow's max intensity row. Because <laughs> after all, if you did the Tabata, the Tabata, Tabata, Tabata workout, you'll have noticed that by the end of it, I was nothing more than a motivational poster <laughs> barking out single words. <laughs> Just kind of saying, stroke rate, power, row. Uh, hopefully, managed to escape the rain. It was a glorious blue sky, sunny day when we started today's row. And now it's suddenly gone back to Scotland. Overcast, grey, and a real feeling of impending precipitation. Okay, a few more strokes, and I'm done with the cool down. Two more. Now the stretching might get cut short if it does start to rain, 
because I really don't want the water rower to get wet. <laughs> so, uh, stretching sessions next. If you don't have time to stretch, please at least take a moment to stretch your uh, quads, your hamstrings and your glutes, but not in the shower because I don't want you to fall over. Or, Stretchy John has just appeared on screen and he will take you through some guided stretches if you can get a mat somewhere. Uh, and I'm going to take you through a stretch on the machine. Now, it may cut to a previous version because uh, I can really feel the odd drop coming down. So if it does, apologies, but <sighs> dangers are rolling outside. So hands in the air and fold forwards, okay? So you've got your feet back in the straps in case you're listening to the podcast. So your legs are nice and straight. And then you just fold forwards. You can kind of brace your feet slightly against the straps to help with this. But don't, I don't want you to be tugging, okay? I don't want you to be pulling yourself forwards with your hands on your ankles or gripping onto your toes and yanking yourself forwards. If you can touch your toes here, that's perfectly fine, but touch them, okay? Don't pull on them. Like play the piano. The drums, paradiddle, 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 paradiddle. That's for all the drummers out there. Another plane. You can tell it's getting to that time of the year, more and more planes coming over. Uh, right, so that's the hamstrings done. Glutes next. I'm just gonna put one foot in the stirrup, the heel cup on this. Uh, leg nice and straight, bring this foot over, knee across, I can feel the rain. <laughs> and then I'm gonna turn away from you. Just rotate away from you. Sorry, that kind of raced through that explanation, but hopefully you got it, you got what I was saying. I'm keeping an eye on the, this patio is quite interesting where you can see raindrops appearing. Hmm. Right, I'm gonna call it, I'm afraid, sorry. I can't have this water or getting wet, they're not designed to be wet. So I'm gonna to cut to uh, me doing the stretching session from one of the other rows in this, my apologies. Uh, and then, oh, I'm just changing legs. What am I doing? <laughs> changing legs for glutes. Um, yeah, and then I top it up with hot water. So it's um, really watered down uh, 750 mils worth of coffee. So don't worry about me in terms of caffeine content. And I have three of these a day. So three cups of coffee. Um, all watered down, but it's like 2.2 litres worth of fluid I'm taking in just from this coffee. Um, bear in mind, I used to have like 10 proper cups of coffee a day, so um, <laughs> that's improved a lot. Uh, yeah, I'll have that and then I'll have, I will have like water with lunch and things, but um, just through the day, I don't tend to drink water. Um, so that's why I've got this thing to kind of go off every hour to tell me, oi, drink water. Uh, what do we do next? Sorry, I'm too busy talking about oh, hydration. Oh. So that's my lower back playing up there. That's why I almost fell over. Uh, right, so we're going to do quads next. So rest one hand on your machine if you can. Flick your opposite foot up behind you and then hold it so that the heel is touching your backside. And put in just enough of a pull, enough of a enough force to create a stretch down here through your um, quads. Again, you're not trying to rip your, your leg off. You're also um, trying to hold on to the upper part of your foot when you do this rather than your toes. Because if you hold on to your toes, you can kind of hyper, you overstretch the tendons from your toes up to your foot. Uh, I'm gonna change legs. <laughs> oh, God, sorry. That was quite an ungainly way to do it, but this, um, lower back SI thing is just, just every now and then it clicks out of place. I do something silly and it was actually, um, I don't know if you, if you watched the row of me outside in the garden a couple of sessions ago and in the warm-up, um, I was saying, oh, I think the, the machine's 
lilting to one side. So because I was rowing for four minutes uh, and it, was, it wasn't um, flat, it wasn't straight, uh, that was enough to click my SI joint out of place. And then basically the muscles in my lower back then go completely into spasm to protect it. It's getting better, but... <laughs> right, so hip flexors next. So here we go. Same thing that we're always doing. So one knee on the ground, another one in front. But whereas usually I've been saying about coming forwards to stretch it, I'm not doing that anymore. This is thanks to Alan at Par Physio. So you're in this position, squeeze your glute, okay? So think about squeezing. And actually what that does is it tends to kind of put a little push forwards. But squeeze your backside, your glute, and then have a little lean backwards, just a tiny one, just to kind of, it's almost like I'm just straightening up my upper body now from my usual <laughs> slumpy forwards. But squeeze your glute and have a tiny lean backwards. And you should now really feel that stretch down here. Um, and I do wonder whether this is why, so I put my toes down and do this. Yeah, because you know, I, was, I don't know if you, again, if you've maybe seen, sometimes I'll say about how if I have my toes down, I don't get the right sensation um, in the stretch of the hip flexor. With my toes like this now, foot flat, um, I do feel a stretch in the hip flexor. So, there we go. But that's not the leg that hurts for me, so. Uh, swap legs, and it's, the, it's my left hip flexor that has the damage in it, so, so same again, uh, and then squeeze that glute and slight lean back. It's almost like as you, you lean back, you can feel everything elongate through that hip flexor. What I'm going to do is I'm going to hold this for kind of 15-20 seconds, and then I'm just going to shift to my foot going down again, just to give it two hits on the same stretch. So make sure and try, and it's hard because you you can't really contract your glute muscles when you're like this. Um, but, there we go, I'm just going to foot down. But thinking about contracting your glute muscle, uh, it causes that stretch to be even better in your hip flexor. It's almost, I think it's easier to contract it with my toes down like that. It's interesting. Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I just realized it was... Uh, talking a lot about my butt. Nobody wants to know about my butt. Right, so you can see, like, quickly, that's the seat pad. So I've got my row-along wristbands filling in the, the kind of the scoop on the seat, and then my Concept 2 seat pad on top of it. And that improves to no end the comfort of the water row seat. Oh. oh, sorry. Right, okay, forearms next. Sorry about that, you're just watching me rub my leg now. Hands in front of your face, try and keep your shoulders level, John, and then push your hands together, bring them down in front of your body. Um, and then you should get 90 degree angle between your fingers and your forearms, and if you continue to push in here, you'll get a nice stretch into your forearms, and possibly your fingers as well. Um, because if you are, the one thing I've not really said in this entire series really, is how, what you do with your hands on the handle. Um, and it's a big thing, to be honest, is that uh, you find a lot of rowers will like have a death grip on the handle. To be honest, the water rower, because it's an oval handle rather than round, is uh, it's a little easier to, to row in this the way you're meant to, which is with your fingers hooked over it. So you just, so rather than grabbing, you hook your fingers over with your thumbs lightly underneath. And that way you, you hook and that's how the power gets through there. Whereas if you have a death grip on it, oh, then your fingers get sore and your forearms get sore and everything. So don't do that. Uh, shoulders next, hands straight out in front of your body. Bring it right across, naturally that's where it comes to, which doesn't give me much of a stretch. So I then use my other arm. Oh, my microphone's popping up into my... I've got a little bit of microphone fear right now because 
the row I did, the last row I did, it was clicking and popping the whole time. Um, managed to, well, I hope I managed to fix it by putting it through a through the isotope sound processor and it took away the most of the clicks away, but I'm a little bit worried it's gonna do the same thing again when I get into the edit suite. In which case, I gotta go shopping for a new microphone. Ooh, right, swap arms. I mean, when you think about it, it has taken, I wouldn't be surprised if you think about the amount of um, jiggle back and forwards this microphone's had. I mean, it's been, where am I? 2013, no, 2018. So that's like five years worth of roll-along workouts I've filmed. Um, which is well, actually, yeah, it's like well over 600 workouts, I think, um, I've filmed. And if you think they all last an average of half an hour, maybe. Um, that's a lot of time to have a little cable just kind of knocking backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. So it's probably, I've got a loose connection in there somewhere. That's okay, they're only like 15 pounds for these little microphones, so don't worry, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go poor just from buying, buying it. And again, thanks to all the lovely people on the, who donate through the Patreon thing. I can use that money for it. So thank you very much once again. Uh, what we do next? Uh, biceps. So hands behind you, so you're a ski jumper. Wee, I'm flying, mom, look at me. But then roll your, or yeah, rotate. That's, that's what I was looking for. Your thumbs outwards. Um, and that will then lengthen the long head of your bicep. If you have one, my, my long head of the bicep is a lot less long than it used to be. Um, basically, I'm going to be, to be honest, just to kind of turn, to kind of put a full stop on that, I am going to be interested to see, especially as being, like I say, I'm 48 now, so this is the point where everyone's like, oh, it's all just age now, it's all going to, no, oh, it's all downhill from here. You'll be interested to see over the course of the next few months, and I'm looking at this, so it's uh, mid-April right now, or almost end of April right now, and I'm going to look towards October for all of this. I'm gonna have a little downtime in, in July when we have a summer holiday, but this is how long I'm looking at. I'm not thinking this is gonna be like a, a six week, in fact, hang on, triceps next, hand up in the air, put down your back. Ooh, I've gone in silly hair again. Um, yeah, elbows up in the air, help it back with the other hand, that'll stretch your triceps. Yeah, so I'm not, this isn't a, as much as the, the this training plan for the get fit by rowing thing, uh, I've aimed to be like a six week training plan um, to help fitness improve. That's not in the. I'm not. That's not in line with my own personal goals of trying to um, get that body fat percentage down again, the muscle percentage up, and uh, and all that kind of stuff. That is where what I say. I was about six months. I'm giving myself uh, until end of October because that's when my next high rocks race is. So I'm giving myself a good long term goal to get to where I want to be. And that way, I'm not putting pressure on myself. Okay, again, sorry about having to cut to the previous one, but I just can't get this water roar being wet. I uh, hope you enjoyed today's roar. Make sure to leave me a hashtag, get fit with row along, if you're gonna leave any kind of comment. And I will see you in the next row, which is a max intensity, all right? I'm gonna get inside quickly because it's starting to get heavier. Row will help you well, bye-bye. <laughs>